0: Gut instinct doesn't get enough credit. I think it's the culmination of all your experiences into a binary decision. So I think time alone and reflecting about why you want to do something, time is what you give yourself.
1: That's Jazz Banga, co founder and CEO of Airspace Systems. Airspace is an industry leader in airspace security, leveraging drones, AI, and machine learning to secure our skies. They believe drones will improve our ability to respond to emergencies, do business, and deliver essential services. We talk about taking apart toys as a kid, being the kind of person who runs towards an explosion, and how important it is to give yourself time to reflect. I'm Maureen Taylor, and this is Think Like a Founder. I understand that your grandfather was a builder and that he was a very influential person in your life, especially when you were growing up. Can you describe to the audience, people listening, what was the impact that he had on you?
0: My grandfather was in India and he would come here to the U.S. But my grandfather was a real character. He was kind of a mad inventor, village tech guy, like in a little village about 10 miles outside of a medium-sized city in India. But he was always tinkering. He was always building things. He was the first Hasselblad camera repairman in India. So he was really into, you know, tech and gizmos and gadgets. And when he would come over to Canada when we grew up, and he would visit us, and the first thing he would do, when I mean, he brought a new toy to me, he'd write a date on the bottom of the toy, and it'd be like 30 days out. And he would say, okay, son, you're going to get to play with this story for 30 days, and then we're going to take it apart. I'd fight it for the first bit. I'm like, oh no, it's working perfectly fine, this robot. Why are you taking it apart? But eventually we would open it up. So he taught me how to use screwdrivers and open up things. And then eventually it got to the point where I wanted to open the toy the day I bought it. And so what he did is he really instilled this curiosity in me and how things work. And I think that was probably the greatest gift that my grandfather gave me he would really make me think about all the work that went on behind the scenes to make something really amazing.
1: Being curious or having that student mindset, always wanting to learn, we kind of think is one of the key components of being a founder because it prepares you to always be ready for something uncomfortable or you see something because of this curiosity or yen to learn more it is actually helpful in the risk-taking part of it. So how do you approach it, and do you agree with that?
0: The term I've heard time and time again is beginner's mind, and it's really hard to do. We had started Airspace you know, five years ago, raised about $35 million. The company was really on a great track. Last year in January of 2020, we had won a bunch of contracts, all of Major League Baseball, all of these airports all over the place, and everything was just kicking butt. And then came March. The entire world went zoop. So I talk about my three verticals stadiums, off. Airports, bye bye. Oil and gas, nobody's driving. (laughs) What can I say? I picked some great verticals. But what it does is it's a complete implosion, but this happens on a daily basis in a business. So you have to get really, really good at saying, I may not have the answer here. I might have to talk to an advisor or, or somebody else. And so You have to eat a lot of humble pie all the time. And it's those people who do that that end up seeing the answer and not their ego. And I've been there before, right? Where you say, no, 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 my my stuff's awesome. And, you know, and then you fall flat in your face. And so you learn, I think, quickly when you're a founder that's at least been able to have some longevity that you have to accept something very quickly and you have to find a way to solve it right away.
1: Do you think it's a nature thing or that you can learn how to do that?
0: I think by our very nature as humans, I think we actually get egos over time. We start believing our own BS over time. This is why I'm grateful for my failures. Great example for the company right now. I would have never thought of ourselves as a YC type of company. Because I was like, oh, I'm well, an experienced founder, it we'll would be fine. So when the implosion happened, I was like, well, taking care of kids, what else should I do? I joined the YC crew and just started looking at their lessons. And I learned so much from these guys, so much. And I would have never had that had I not had the hiccup of losing all three of my verticals overnight, I called it COVID winners, COVID losers, and COVID TBD, right? (laughs) We were COVID losers for quite a few months and we turned it into a COVID TBD. And now I think we're becoming a winner, but that's only because we paused and asked, Hey, we may not have the answer here. Can we ask somebody? That requires a lot of understanding that you'd made a mistake and now you're trying to fix it. And that requires letting go of your ego.
1: Or the balance between confidence and humility, because humility just means, huh, I need to know more about this situation versus arrogance and insecurity.
0: I know a lot of founders who have done really well in their first company, and then they go on to have a string of failures and it psychologically really damages them. And then there are a lot of founders I know that have dare-stepped. I find that those founders that I know seem to have more of a foundation because they weren't as lucky, but they earned it. I think like anything, you're, you're going to have to get through the rough times, but do you let them kind of fester or do you try to go to find new solutions?
1: Your mission is to save lives. And you do that using drones. And whether it's cell tower repairs, firefighting or monitoring large events, your whole job and what you care about is keeping people informed and safe. How did you come up with the idea and how did you decide that this is what drones should be used for?
0: It was based really on hobbies. One could argue my previous companies were just funding my hobbies of building things. And I had just built, this is 2015, I just built a drone. It was like steel and wires. It was a pretty hot mess, and it didn't fly all that well either. The first time I had put it together, I got it up in the air about 10 feet, and then it started running out of control. What I had done is I would installed the control wires backwards, so my left was right and right was left, so nothing was flying right. The drone flew into a tree, just missed a girl reading a book, and I was like, "Uh, okay, this is not good. Drones could really do some damage too. So I picked up the pieces, put it back together again. And one of my friends asked me to go over to his house in Mill Valley. He had said, Hey, I got this place on a mountain. Can you do some photography with your drone to kind of show me what the area looks like? And so I fly the drone over his house and this time I got it flying right. So it's at least flying in a straight line and it's flying up. And then he said, Hey, can you mind flying the drone a little higher up and just go a little bit higher up the hill? I want to see what that guy behind me is working on. So some big hedge fund guy had a massive property on top of the hill i'm like ah, oh, whatever i'm like i'm flying the drone we fly the drone over there fly it back put it down and pull out the card and watching the video and we started feeling really guilty we were like oh my god we just literally like spied on someone but what i realized then and there was it's not just the drones that are going to be a big business but protecting people from what drones could do how would they protect themselves from this little device that can go anywhere they want to And so that was the founding of the company. So it's been this little line of hobby meets opportunity.
1: The pandemic put a lot of businesses and a lot of founders to the test. How did you navigate the last year?
0: I learned a lot about how much we believe in our mission. One of my favorite quotes is, the prospect of hanging wonderfully focuses the mind. I think of a moment that we knew how important our mission was. So we were protecting 2018 World Series Dodgers game. And my co-founder and I, my co-founder is Noah Moore, and we're walking from the security area to another part of the building, and we're walking past all those you know, nice boxes where families and businesses have bought tickets for the World Series, and we're walking by it, and we were talking about what it takes to be in our space. And we were saying, how do you test somebody to join our team? Like, how would you test them to be in such a heavily responsible kind of you know, position? And I said, we could fake an explosion and see if they run from it or if they run to it. And so as we were walking and talking about these kinds of tricks that we would do to kind of test people, we're walking past this one box. There's like 20 strollers outside the box. And there's a bunch of moms inside, like holding and burping their babies. Noah and I look at each other and we're like, no pressure. And so I think that it comes back down to your mission. My job is to protect these people when they're out with their families, And so when you have that kind of a mission, and it doesn't have to be life and death for everybody, but when you have that mission and you remember it, it makes you take the kind of the hard path and eat the humble pie, because you know that, hey, that's the end game of what we're trying to accomplish.
1: When you say humble pie, because sometimes people think that's because you're beaten down, you're connecting it to remembering your mission. This is a good thing. This is not that you're lesser, it's that you are appreciative of what it is you're trying to do. And then you had an interesting moment. You were driving home from the East Bay and you saw an accident on the Bay Bridge and something happened there. Tell us that story.
0: I would always commute back and forth from the city and San Leandro. And one of the evenings we're coming back and what happens with the Bay Bridge is on the way back in, the sun is always setting right on the bridge and it's really bright. And so I'm driving up to the bridge after the toll plaza and I'm three or four cars behind a couple on a motorcycle and somebody in another car clipped them and they both fell over pretty hard and they were going a good 40, 50 miles an hour. They were going pretty fast. I pulled over in front of the girl who was lying on the ground of the car and just kind of blocked it. I didn't want somebody to run her over. The girl was just still conscious and she's talking and she was in a lot of pain. And everybody's just kind of standing around. And I'm just like, she has to stay conscious. Like, she has to stay talking. And I'm just thinking about, like, if I was in that situation, what would I do? And I think it's one of those things that is innate to you. Are you somebody who pulls over and wants to do something about something? Or are you like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Right? So just laid down next to her. And I just started, like, talking to her. And she's like, am I okay? And I'm like, look, you're talking to me, so you must be fine. The fact that you're talking to me is a big deal, but we need to keep you awake. So you need to tell me what you were doing. And, and so I had a conversation with her about what were they doing. They were going to the city for dinner. And so we're sitting there and I'm lying to them. I'm just going, you know, this is, this is what we are about. What we do is that we want to make sure these kinds of things don't happen to people. And when they do happen to people, can we be there? I think it's a first responder spirit. I think, again, it comes back to the thing I told you about, which is, do you run away from a situation or are you somebody who says, hey, I've got to do something about it. This is, again, mission-oriented stuff. This is who you are. And I think when you're doing that kind of work, I think the world protects you.
1: The other thing that founders have is relentlessness. It's this idea of just not giving up, that you can pivot, you can push, you can do what you've done. Was that hard to do, as you describe, or is it something you think is part of your nature as well?
0: I actually think that's definitely part of the nature but the nature has also come from the fact that you don't want to not solve a problem. If I think of my businesses, if I can't make them make money, I'd rather have them be nonprofits or give away that information to still solve the problem. I think either way I'm going to solve the problem one way or another. And this is where I think ego is helpful. I think it's very important to feel like you're really good at something. Because that's what actually helps you continue to dive into it and to learn more about the craft. When you are somebody who understands a craft at a level that nobody else knows, then what ends up happening is you're in demand. Demand builds prices. So I think it is important to have an ego around what you want to be good at and you continue to invest your time and talent into it. But the persistent side of it is I always joke and I said, I may not be the smartest guy in the room, but like you will see my nails stuck to. An opportunity because I will just not give up.
1: Could you imagine when you were a little kid that you were going to found a business that was all about drones?
0: No, not at all. But I I knew I'd be building stuff and having fun with these technologies, and that hasn't changed at all. And so I am incredibly grateful for that daily life I get where I can go to the garage or the shop and build something. One of my fun projects I'm in the middle of making right now is I'm trying to make this little remote control fountain for the kids so I can just squeeze it and spray them with water and stuff. These are the fun things that I'm doing right now with the kids.
1: Now there's somebody out there who's sitting and listening to you. And if you were to give that person a piece of advice, what would you say to this future founder?
0: Really find a structure, write things down, reflect. I think a lot of the businesses that have started that fail, people haven't thought through things carefully enough. Spend time disconnected from these devices, these phones, the internet, isolated and really thinking about what works for your brain. Like, you know, for me, it's swimming. If I swim and then I work, my brain's really clear. I can really solve difficult problems. So do whatever it is for you that puts you in the zone of being relaxed and ask yourself about the thing that's burning inside of you that you need to do. And I think over time, if you really pay it time and attention, Uninterrupted thought, you know, 45 minutes, an hour at a time, I think the answer will become very clear. And look, great problems to solve don't even have to be written down. They keep punching you in the head. So I think the thing is that when you spend time by yourself, you will really get a chance to cement whether or not you want to start it. And then trust your gut after that.
1: There is an interesting balance between intuition and data or the study and the influence of the experts and just what your gut tells you. And As you get to know yourself better, you get better at respecting both.
0: And I think that that gut instinct doesn't get enough credit. I think it's the culmination of all your experiences into a binary decision. You're like, go, no, go. No, feels weird. Doesn't feel weird. So I think time alone and reflecting. And I got that advice from a very successful founder who always seemed to have his life in balance, his family and his work. And I asked him what his secret was, and he said, it's reflection, spending time reflecting about why you want to do something. So I think time is what you give yourself.
1: That was Jazz Benga, co-founder and CEO of Airspace Systems. As the only drone security provider on the Federal Aviation Administration's Drone Advisory Committee... Airspace is a recognized leader in the industry. They ensure safe skies with drones, advanced robotics, and AI. Now this was our last episode for season three of Think Like a Founder. If you're interested in joining Think Like a Founder as a guest, email us at tlaf, that's T-L-A-F at smpnet.com. And we'll be back in the fall with season four. See you in September. In the meantime, I'm Maureen Taylor, Thanks for listening. Think Like a Founder is produced by SNP Communications in San Francisco, California. Learn more by visiting us at snpnet.com or connect with me, Maureen Taylor, on LinkedIn to continue the conversation there. Series producer is Roisin Hunt, sound design by Mark Ream content and scripting by mike sullivan and jason drown production coordinator is natasha thomas thanks also to selena persiani shell eli shell matt johnson john hughes and red vera